Good morning, Trinity Lutheran. Nice to see you here this morning. It is the second Sunday after Epiphany, and um, Martin Luther King Jr. would be 93 today if he had lived. Um, so this is his birthday, and we're going to observe some of that um, history and story today in music and in word. So uh, I'd like you to help, uh, help us sing this next song, Wade in the Water. There you go, wait in the water, and uh, you'll have some um, you'll have some parts to sing in response, call and response. Um, you sing all the white stuff, okay? All right, good for you. Uh, glad to have you here today. Glad to welcome all those people that are out there online, and um, wait in the water. <laughs> Wait in the water, wait in the water, children, wait in the water. God's a gonna trouble the water. See that host all dressed in white. God's a gonna trouble the water. The leader looks like the Israelite. Gods are gonna trouble the water. Wait in the water. Wait in the water, children. Wait in the water. Gods are gonna trouble the water. See that band all dressed in red. Gods are gonna trouble the water. Looks like the band that Moses led. Gods are gonna trouble the water. Wait in the water. Wait in the water, children. Wait, wait in the water. Gods are gonna trouble the water. Look yonder what do i see gods are gonna trouble the water the holy ghost are coming for me gods are gonna trouble the water God's are gonna trouble the water again. God's are gonna trouble the water. God's are gonna trouble the water. Amen. Thank you. You all did great. That was a warm up. Anytime we have uh, songs today that are uh, are color coded, you're going to be singing the white, and the leaders will be doing the yellow. So that'll be true for our litany. That'll be true for songs that are printed. I think there's a little asterisk there, but it's hard to keep track of those. You remember your part is white, right? And we say hello to the Dotsons on, in Virginia and to Rudy Rudolph, who moved over to Burlington, and uh, all those others who join us online. Good to be together. Thank you for being here. Are you happy to be here? <coughs> amen, amen. The order of service is printed for you in the bulletin. Follow it right along there. Everything else will be projected for you as well. If it's comfortable, I would invite you to stand. Gathered in God's house, we worship in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our gathering hymn, uh, known as the Black National Anthem, lift every voice and sing. 
Ted Hutchinson, who used to be here, said, sing it slow, sing it slow. Continue with the responsive reading for this morning. As Jesus welcomed all who came to him, 
ethnicity, race, gender, holiness, righteousness, purity, illness, disabilities, limitations, Religion, faith, or commitment. All who are sent. For God has called us all to be one family in Christ Jesus. Amen. We move now to our hymn of praise, which will lead us forth to our gospel lesson for today. Come and see. And your parts are the refrain and the white parts. be with you. Let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Come and dwell with us in word and song and bread and wine. Come and dwell with us that we might be inspired and encouraged to follow Jesus all the days of our lives. We pray to you, one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. The second Sunday after Epiphany. The reading is from the 11th chapter of Isaiah. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. 
His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear, but with righteousness he shall judge for the poor and decide with equity for the oppressed of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist, and faithfulness the belt around his loins. The wolf shall live with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion will feed together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put its hand on the adder's den. The word of the Lord. The gospel um, lesson assigned for this Sunday talks about following and seeing the Lamb of God. And um, so you have a refrain to sing in this song. The song's called Follow the Lamb. And um, happens a few times, so uh, join in whenever uh, it makes sense to you.
Thank you to Carl and all of our musicians. Uh, Carl wrote that one for us a few years ago, but just updated it the way it looked up there. So uh, thank you all for being here. Epiphany, epiphany now continues. Epiphany is a moment of revelation. I'll test to see how old some of you are, but oh, I could have had a V8. You remember that one? Yeah, a certain age will remember that. It's a moment of revelation, a moment in time when God breaks in, or perhaps our eyes are simply opened by God's Holy Spirit, opened to truth, a truth that has the power to change our lives and change the world. Jesus' birth on Christmas was followed by 30 years of small-town life in Nazareth. Then one day, he took a long walk to the River Jordan, there to encounter a prophet who also happened to be his cousin. Jesus would be baptized by John, and when he emerged from that water, the carpenter's son was no more. Mary had lost her son. Jesus would retreat to the wilderness of Judea to consider what this epiphany would mean to him. And I think it's safe to say that his life our life, the world, would never be the same. And so today, the Epiphany Parade continues. We are somewhere in the Galilee, and in just a moment, we're going to hear the first words of Jesus. Our lesson comes to us in the Gospel of John. And in the Gospel of John, there are no birth stories, no angels, no shepherds, or wise men. John does not mention Christmas, Bethlehem, or mangers. In fact, John does not record any stories from Jesus' childhood. The gospel writer John does not tell the story of the Holy Family as they flee to Egypt. We do not hear about the 13-year-old Jesus who was left behind in Jerusalem. Epiphany continues. Our lesson today from John. John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him, and he declared, here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The Baptist then bears witness to Jesus, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him, and this was a sign given to me by God. I testify that this is the Son of God. The next day, the next day, John was standing with two of his disciples as he watched Jesus walk by, and he called out, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they began to follow Jesus. Now, it's important to note that no one had ever followed Jesus before. When Jesus turned around and saw them following, he said, Let's just hold on here for a minute because this is a big moment. Here comes the first words of Jesus in John's gospel. Jesus noticed them following, and he turned to them and asked them, What are you looking for? They asked Jesus where he was staying. It was more than like, show us your home, Jesus. They were asking to better understand who he was and what he was all about. They said, where are you staying? And Jesus said, come and see. The first words of Jesus. Now repeat them back. What are you looking for? Come and see. The gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And so I ask you, my friends, what are you looking for? The disciples of Jesus were looking for a way out. 
They wanted to escape the oppressive life that they were living. Like most living in the first century Palestine, they were mere pawns. Pawns of politicians, tax collectors, power brokers, and the ever-present Roman soldiers. They were looking for a way out. They were looking for a way up. And there wasn't really a path towards prosperity for common peasants 2,000 years ago, born in Palestine. You were born poor, and you would die poor, and it was just that simple. The disciples longed for the promised Messiah, the Messiah who would bring God's vengeance and justice and an end to the oppression that they lived with. What are you looking for? Why did you come this morning? Or maybe I should back that up and ask you, what brought you to Trinity in the first place? Now, there are a variety of reasons that people come to this church or any other church. They come at the invitation of a friend or a neighbor, usually. Come and see, someone says. Come and see. See the people. Hear the amazing musicians. See what this church is doing in the larger community. What are you looking for? What brought you to this church today or months ago or weeks ago or decades ago? I'm guessing that very few of us came looking for a way up or a way out. I don't think that we expected an escape from reality or oppression. We don't expect this church or Jesus to magically help us escape the human condition. We don't expect that following Jesus will keep us out of debt or protect us from death. Might I ask you, what are you looking for? I think it's safe to say that everyone who comes here for the first time or for the thousandth time is looking for something. If not, we could just stay home. We could go to Whidbey Donut or to the country club for breakfast. We could enjoy coffee in our warm homes and watch the NFL 12 hours a day. What are you looking for? What were you looking for the first time you walked through those doors? Now, every week, visitors come here. They have been invited by a friend or a neighbor. They've been listening to sermons uh, on our website or on Facebook. They come to us each week. Maybe they recently moved to Whidbey Island, or they want to worship and belong and meet other people of faith. They come to us each week. Perhaps they come because their lives have been visited recently by devastating grief. They lost a mate or a child or a grandchild, or their marriage has fallen apart. Life is not the fairy tale that they had hoped for. They never expected to be this lonely or this impoverished or this frail. They always thought that they would live forever and forever young. But there's no escaping our humanity or the dangerous reality of living and loving. Each week, they come to us. They are afraid. They are scared. They're afraid of living. They're afraid of dying. But they muster the courage to approach the church and walk through those doors just as you did. The people who come to Trinity Lutheran Church are every bit as broken and desperate and oppressed as those who walked hours in the hot sun to find John the Baptist or those who came looking for Jesus. 
Now, they may not be lacking food security, but they are most assuredly plagued with human insecurity. You see, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Life's not a fairy tale for any of us. So what are you looking for? What is it that you hope to find in this place? A woman came to church. She was apprehensive. She was afraid. Life had been difficult for her, and the last thing she needed was to be let down by the followers of Jesus. Her name was Maggie, and she wrote this poem. Do you know? Do you understand that you represent Jesus to me? Do you know? Do you understand that when you treat me with gentleness, it raises the question in my mind that maybe he is gentle too? Maybe he isn't someone who laughs when I am hurt. Do you know? Do you understand that when you listen to my questions and you don't laugh, I think, what if Jesus is interested in me too? Do you know, do you understand that when I hear you talk honestly about arguments and conflict and scars from your past, that I think maybe I am just a regular person instead of a bad, no-good little girl who deserves abuse? If you care, I think maybe he cares. And then there's this flame of hope that burns inside of me. And for a while, I'm afraid to breathe because it might go out. Do you know? Do you understand that your words are his words? Your face is his face to someone like me? Please, be who you say you are. Please, God, don't let this be another trick. Please, let this be real. Please, do you know? Do you understand that you represent Jesus to me? They come every week, and we have so much in common with them. We share the broken journey of humanity, and their story is in many ways just like ours. The challenge for us in 2023 and beyond is not to be followers of a religion or a tradition or appearances. We are to be followers of Jesus. We are not called to protect Jesus' reputation or our own. It's not our responsibility to keep the church pure from the stain of sinners. We are servants here. We set the table because the master asks us to do so. We sleep, sweep the floor. We bake cookies. We are servants who follow the one who welcomed sinners like us. We are servants. We work here. That's all. And let's be very clear. Servants are not in charge of the guest list. The master can invite anyone he wants to this place, to this table, to the safe place that we call a sanctuary. We follow Jesus, and Jesus loved the broken, the despairing, and the outcast. Jesus died with sinners, served his betrayers. Jesus had no quarrel with prostitutes or tax collectors. Jesus had no quarrel with sinners. 
No, it was just the inauthentic, two-faced, holier-than-thou religious people, judgmental, self-righteous religious people that made his blood boil. They come every week. They're just like us. Do you not know that you represent Jesus to them? Mine is a church where everybody's welcome. If that is just a tagline to make us feel better, then God help us. What are you looking for? What am I looking for? I'm looking for authenticity, honesty, humility, generosity, vulnerability. I am here because I want to follow Jesus, Jesus who was authentic and honest and humble and generous and vulnerable. I want to follow Jesus because I believe that Jesus cares about me, Jesus cares about you, Jesus cares about our community. And I believe Jesus' mission statement from the Gospel of John, he said, I came that you might have life and have it abundantly. That is what God desires for me, for you, for our community, abundant life. What are you looking for? Well, come and see. Come and see life at Trinity Lutheran Church. Come and see the ordinary people who call this place home. Come and see the signs of abundant life. The signs of abundant life are all around us. People from all walks of life are welcome at this table. People are not forced to believe or to vote as our leaders do. Questions are encouraged here. Doubts are understood, acknowledged as healthy, and shared without fear. The signs of abundant life are all around us seven days a week. Trinity stands as a beacon of hope to a world and to a people who are beaten down and abused by daily life. The signs of abundant life are all around us. This is a safe place, a safe place to cry, a safe place to celebrate love and its many expressions, a safe place to be an immigrant, a refugee, oppressed or marginalized. Epiphany, an aha moment, a moment of realization, God breaking into our comfort and challenging us, God breaking into our grief and reminding us that we are loved, that we are forgiven, and we are never alone. Epiphany. Have you ever had an epiphany? On this weekend, our nation remembers the work of a prophet, not John, not Elijah, but the prophet of the civil rights movement, the prophet Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. His people were looking for a way out. They were looking for a way up. They were oppressed and they were weary. They were excluded, largely, from the American dream. Epiphany. Would it be an epiphany to you that all men are created equal and all women are a little bit smarter and more sensitive and more highly evolved species than the men? Would it be an epiphany to you that all children do not have the same chance in life because of the color of their skin or their practice of religion or the parents who birthed them or the location of their birth? Not all children have the same opportunity. The Apostle Paul said, In Christ there is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male or female. You are all one. 
2,000 years later, the world is still plagued by racism. And the church has a long history of prejudice, racism, and the general persecution of those who don't comply or fit in. And those who pledge to follow Jesus bring dishonor to the one who created every land and gender and race. What are you looking for? Come and see. I hope that you would feel comfortable extending an invitation to others to come to Trinity Lutheran Church. I hope that you could do that in confidence, knowing that the rest of us have your back, that we'll go out of our way to welcome, love, and embrace those who come here. I hope that you could invite others to come and see, knowing that the good news will be preached here, and the worship will be understandable. The smiles will be sincere, differences will be celebrated, but hate will not be tolerated, not here, not as long as we follow Jesus. The first words in John's gospel, what are you looking for? Come and see. And the final words in the gospel of John were, follow me. Now, we know that following Jesus is not without risk. It often takes us outside of our comfort zone and sometimes can put our very lives in danger. John the Baptist will be in a prison cell next week when we come back here. He would die in that prison cell. Peter and Paul were executed for following Jesus. And in 2022, the most persecuted people of faith in the world were Christians. Martin Luther King Jr. was a prophet who saw the world as it was, but dreamed of the world as God desired it to be. Martin Luther King said, I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. What are you looking for? Come and see. Follow Jesus. On April 3rd, 1968, in Memphis, Tennessee, Martin Luther King Jr. would utter utter his final prophetic words. The next day, he'd be killed by an assassin's bullet. Well, I don't know what will happen now. We've got some difficult days ahead. But it really doesn't matter with me now because I've been to the mountaintop. to live a long life, longevity has its place. But I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up to the mountain. And I've looked over and I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you. But I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. I invite you to stand and we'll sing uh, our hymn of the day. We shall overcome.
You may be seated. Sandy is going to come forward and lead us in our prayers. Each uh, prayer petition will end. Let us sing a new song, and we'll sing together. Lord, listen to your children pray. Let us pray. Gracious and loving one, we know you are with us in our going out and in our coming in. In our moments of joy and in our moments of sorrow, inspire us to be carriers of your light. God, you, who in, you in whom we live and move and have our being, we thank you for life and health, for food, for shelter, for the beauties of nature, the love of human nature. We are painfully aware of our inadequacies and shortcomings. We realize that we stand surrounded by mountains of love, and we sometimes deliberately dwell in the valley of hate. Too often, we stand amid the forces of truth and deliberately lie. We are offered the high road, and yet we choose to travel the low road. For these sins, O oh God, forgive. Break the spell of that which blinds our minds. O oh God, in these turbulent days, when fear and doubt are mounting high, give us broad visions, penetrating eyes, and power of endurance. Help us to work with renewed vigor for a warless world, for a better distribution of wealth, and for a human family that transcends race or color, gender, or status. Let us sing a new song. Gracious and loving one, let us all remember to live as the baptized children of God, sharing God's light wherever we go. We lift up this day all who are diseased in body or mind and all who face death. We also hold in prayer those suffering from floods and other natural disasters. Bring them comfort and assurance in times of distress. Let us sing a new song.
We pray for immigrants, refugees, and asylum seekers around the world looking for places of safety. Just as Jesus and his family ran toward Egypt as a refugee, so do many in this world. Grant them opportunity, hope, safety, security, and loving hospitality. O oh God, in these uncertain times, renew our willingness to continually exhort the ruling authorities to ensure the dignity and well-being of every person on this planet. Often, when we have done no evil, we have undertaken nothing of good, and so have been guilty of uselessness and neglect. From this sin of idleness and indifference, set us free. May we see beyond our narrow context in the constant search for justice and truth. Let us sing a new song. From, whom, from your hand have come all the days of the past. To you we look for whatever good the future holds. We are not satisfied with the world as we have found it. It is too little the reign of God as yet. Grant us the privilege of playing a part in its regeneration. We are looking for a new earth in which dwells righteousness. It is our prayer that we may be children of light, the kind of people for whose coming and ministry the world is waiting. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you. Uh, I think you're going to have to stand to share that peace, but go ahead and share that peace with one another. Thank you uh, for sharing and that greeting of peace. After the service, come on over in the gym for a time of coffee, cookies, fellowship together. I would encourage you to do that. Lots of things going on this week. Well, Lana might be going to say something about that, so I'll be careful. Men's breakfast next Saturday morning. 8 a.m. in the gym, come out, meet and eat with the guys, and enjoy good food and conversation. Uh, next Sunday, we have a, a congregational meeting after the 1030 service, our annual meeting. So uh, there'll be bulletin of reports, uh, annual reports next week, so you can get those, and that meeting will be uh, at 1130, more or less, 1130, probably last for 45 minutes or so. So we would uh, encourage you to come out if you would like to do that. Um, our condolences, uh, Sharon, or Sharon? Sharon, uh, Sharon's dad, Gordon Simmons, uh, Old Island, uh, Old Islander, 92 years old, one of the uh, cornerstone of St. Peter's down there, and uh, died uh, this past week. Sharon, our condolences to you. Uh, the service for Gordon will be here at 
Trinity. It'll be a St. Peter's uh, service. We'll be here, hosted here at Trinity on Friday, January 27th. There's a sign-up out there. We're going to be serving for that. So if you could help serve, that would be fantastic. We would appreciate that uh, very much. Um, I'm going to go to Lana first. She's pointing to Amy, our... Okay, this is the last uh, reminder before this week. Thursday is the noodle luncheon. Saw a couple of you buying noodles at the store the other day, so I know at least we've got two dishes coming. Um, so Thursday here, if you are planning on coming, there is a sign-up out there. But if you don't sign up, you can still come, right? Because we love to just sit around and visit with people. All right, and then the last thing, you guys have done a really, really, really good job of signing up for everything. If you haven't had a chance, there are some signups on the far wall over there, and I actually have highlighted, you know, it's the teacher in me, highlighted in yellow where you might want to put your name. Okay, thank you. All right, thank you, Lana. As Deacon Amy's coming up, Carl, tell us about Monday. Monday, tomorrow afternoon at 1 o'clock at St. Augustine's is the annual MLK um, observance and uh, blessed are the peacemakers event come and join us for some songs and stories and videos and all kinds of things and just a note that the uh, prayers that sandy just read for us were largely words uh, prayers of uh, dr martin luther king jr from uh, 1963 at ebenezer baptist church Good morning. A lot of great things going on with uh, education opportunities here at Trinity. This morning in uh, Sunday Forum, Sharon Magnuson is here from ELCA World Hunger and Disaster Relief. Is Sharon in here this morning? She might be down there. Hey, Sharon, good morning. So Sharon will be sharing in the fireside room at 9.15 this morning. Uh, come and learn all about that wonderful ministry of the ELCA and how we do and can support them. And then next week in Sunday Forum, uh, we return to the series on the Sermon on the Mount. So uh, confirmation today at 9.15 for middle school kids, high school kids gather after the second service for youth group. And coming up, we have some fun events. We get to travel again this year. Our elementary students going to Camp Lutherwood in Bellingham in March, and then some of our high school students traveling back to Holden Village for May Youth Weekend. So if you have kids that might be interested in any of those events, there are flyers in the gym or come see me for more details. And then this Thursday evening is our third Thursday family fun night. We're having tacos and playing bingo. So uh, fun for families of all ages. We encourage you to come out at six o'clock this Thursday. Thanks. All right. Thank you, Deacon Amy. So I had an 80-year-old man in our, our parish, young in other words, um, an 80-year-old man in our parish this week asked me if he could go to the Ukraine and serve meals. And I said, you know, it's probably a better idea to give money to disaster relief. It might be more efficient than you going. But the point is, we need partners. We can't do everything. And one of our key partners is here today, Sharon Magnuson. Come on up. Sharon is with the ALCA, as Amy said. Uh, she is um, with Disaster Relief and World Hunger. She is a friend and a partner of our church. You go places we cannot go, Sharon. She's going to be in the forum, but I, she wanted to bring a greeting to you. It's a pleasure to be with you, and I bring you greetings from your presiding bishop, Elizabeth Eaton. 
Uh, I'm one of the mission funding directors, and I do work deployed for the churchwide office and live in Portland, Oregon. So I'm kind of a neighbor down the road. This is my first time worshiping with Trinity. And really, I'm here to say thank you. Uh, I love your check posters in your narthex. Um, I hope you know you have made incredibly wonderful, amazing, generous gifts this past year to Lutheran disaster response, especially for the Eastern Europe Crisis Fund, for ELCA World Hunger, and for our general fund, ELCA Where Needed Most. Now, Lutheran disaster response, if we look back in our most recent history, turns 40 this year. ELCA World Hunger will be 50 in 2024. And it's these ministries really showcase expertise and experience of our church. There's an efficiency and an effectiveness of how we work, but it's based on relationships. And we've been in these relationships and partnerships around the world and across the US through our congregations like you for decades. So thank you for this work that you do now with the Eastern Europe crisis response who could have predicted that the war would break out in this past year? And the ELCA was right there already. We have refugee programs actually in the Ukraine, in Russia, and in the countries around Ukraine, and we could respond immediately. ELCA World Hunger were involved in over 60 countries around the world on a regular basis. And my colleagues from the field are saying it's really, um, a, 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 for us, this is where we're, we can really make a difference. We're pivoting in the field. We're resilient. We're there already. We have relationships. None of this is possible, though, without financial support. So these ministries are your ministries, and we walk with our neighbor. Uh, your gifts to where needed most, you are supporting the leading edge of this church. You're supporting new and renewing congregational ministries. You're supporting a unit out of the churchwide office called Innovation, and it's looking at what should our church be in the future, and we're working to invite younger, and more diverse participation. I'll talk about a little of this in our forum, but we are so grateful for your support and partnership. And I look forward to coming back and talking with you more in the future, but blessings and peace. Thank you, Sharon, thank you. Yep. And uh, we did start the year this week sending $17,000 to Lutheran uh, to uh, disaster relief and world hunger. The checks are out in the narthex. We're going to uh, transition towards Holy Communion. A word about Holy Communion. The most important word is, uh, you heard in the sermon a little bit, we just work here. We set the table. It's not a Lutheran table. All are welcome. All are welcome always. Even if you've never worshipped with us before, you are welcome because Jesus invites you to come. So you'll come forward down the center aisle towards the little Jordan River there. Uh, you'll hold out your hand to receive uh, the wafer, the body of Christ. Hold on to it then momentarily. Dip it and tinct it into the chalice of your choice. First chalice of wine, the second chalice of grape juice. We also have gluten-free if that would be helpful for you. But most importantly, all are welcome. As we transition towards the table, we have a transition song.
The song is The Medicine, written uh, a couple months after uh, George Floyd was killed and uh, it, uh, by Alex Iono, and it uh, does equal parts of inviting God into our lives to heal this, uh, this racial animus and division in our society, in our world, and putting some of that onus also on us to make those efforts to make that change. There's a sickness here that threatens to divide us And we're all afraid to say its name out loud But Lord, I know that you can heal us of this virus So we need you, we need you right now There's a darkness here that's dangerous and aggressive it's getting harder every day to shake its power But Lord, I know that you can free us from oppression So we need you, we need you right now Cause we don't know what to do So we'll turn our eyes to you And we run out of words to say But if you come and have your you can save us from ourselves Before our wounds hurt someone else We need you now What does it mean to have compassion for another? How can I claim to love a God I cannot see If I can find the will to harm and kill my brother Cause he neglected to look like me and I can sing the song of men and song of angels I can give all my possessions to the poor But if your love can't move the mountains of my hatred Somehow I missed you And I need you so much more Cause I don't know what to do So I'll turn my eyes to you And I've run out of words to say you can come and have your way Would you save me from myself Before my wounds hurt someone else I need you now Cause we don't know what to do So we'll turn our eyes to you And we run out of words to say you can come and have your way When you save us from ourselves Before our wounds hurt someone else We need you now
you don't deliver us, we'll never be free. If you don't change us, we'll never be better. We need you now. We need you now. We need you now. We need you now. We gather at a table now, a table that welcomed our grandparents and parents, a table that welcomed Christians of a variety of colors and denominations all across the globe. As we gather at this table, we remember a Thursday night in an upper room in Jerusalem. It was Holy Week. It was the night in which he was betrayed. And on that night, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup and gave thanks, and he gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. As often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, Jesus Christ has promised to be present with us. Let us pray now as he taught us to pray. Our Father, For the people of God, all are welcome. Please come.
If it's comfortable, I'd invite you to stand. Now may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ keep you and strengthen you now and always in God's grace. Amen. Fed and forgiven, uplifted and inspired for service, go out those doors and make a difference in the world. And as you go, may God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine on you and be gracious to you. May God look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Big ending. Keep your eye on the prize. It only works if you sing. Silas found in jail had no money.